From Ventures Africa, I am Hadassah Ekwedi. This is Her Story, a weekly aggregation of women-centered stories in the news across Africa. Sudan moves to ban female genital mutilation and strengthen women's rights. The transitional government, which took over after Omar al-Bashir was toppled last year, has vowed to lead Sudan to democracy and end discrimination. The government is expected to outlaw female genital mutilation and set a penalty of up to three years imprisonment and fines for those who conduct female genital mutilation. Procedures to pass the law are expected to be completed soon. Under al-Bashir, FGM was religiously practiced. The autocrat's legacy disenfranchised women, but the transitional government is working to end that. Also, women will no longer need a permit from male relatives to travel with their children. A free ambulance service is saving mothers and babies in Kenya during the COVID-19 lockdown. Dr. Jemima Kariuki, an obstetrician gynecologist in Nairobi, has launched a free ambulance service for mothers in labor after dark called Wheels for Life. Dr. Kariuki started seeing more maternal deaths and complications when Kenya implemented a coffee to check the spread of the coronavirus and decided to do something about it. So far, the program has received more than 5,000 calls and delivered around 600 babies. According to a study by John Hopkins researchers, disruptions to health systems caught by COVID-19 could result in an additional 1.1 million child deaths and 56,700 maternal deaths in low- and middle-income countries. Veteran female leaders are to head WHO COVID-19 review. Liberia's former president Ellen Johnson Sirleaf and New Zealand's ex-Prime Minister Helen Clark will both lead a World Health Organization panel scrutinizing the global response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Earlier in the year, Sirleaf called for solidarity in tackling COVID-19 while criticizing lapses by governments. Two months ago, Clark criticized the global leadership for failing to be united in their fight against the pandemic. According to the Director General of the WHO, both women are strong-minded independent leaders aiming to underscore their freedom in assessing the COVID-19 response of the organization and governments around the world. Nigeria nominates Dr. Ngozi Okonjo-Iweala to help the World Trade Organization. The former two-time finance minister of Nigeria has been nominated for the job of Director General of the World Trade Organization. The role has never been held by an African, and Dr. Okonja Iwiala is a solid candidate for the role given her extensive portfolio, with over three decades of experience working across different continents as an economist, financial expert, and international development professional. Also in the running for the position of Director General of the World Trade Organization is Kenya's Amina Mohamed. Mohamed also has an impressive portfolio. She served as ambassador and permanent representative to the Kenya Diplomatic Mission in Geneva and chaired the African Group in the World Trade Organization's Human Rights Commission. She was also deputy executive director of the United Nations Environment Program. This is the second time Mohamed is contending for the WTO post. She was one of the candidates who lost out to Robert Azevedo in 2013. The percentage of female cabinet ministers increases in Malawi. Newly elected President Lazarus Chakwera has appointed women to a record 12 of 31 cabinet positions. Women now hold 39% of the ministerial and deputy ministerial roles in the cabinet as compared to about 20% in the previous government.
According to President Chakwera, the appointment of more women in ministerial positions will ensure enough representation of women in his administration. Ghana celebrates its first female vice presidential candidate of a major party. Jane Nana Opoku Ajeman is the running mate of Ghana's former president John Mahama for this year's election, making her the first woman on a major Ghanaian party presidential ticket. Women have contested the presidency and have also been nominated as running mates in the past, albeit for small parties. Only a few have made it onto the ballot for national elections. None of Ghana's major parties had ever selected a woman on their ticket until now. 69-year-old Opoku Ajeman served as the country's Minister of Education under former President Mahama. She was also the first female Vice-Chancellor of the University of Cape Coast in 2008. That's it for this episode of Her Story. Tune in next week for another episode. Kindly share this podcast. Also, subscribe to the Gist by VA on Anchor and follow us on all our social media platforms. It's Adventures Africa on Twitter and Instagram and simply Ventures Africa on Facebook and LinkedIn. Thank you.